0: Welcome to Hort Culture, where a group of extension professionals and plant people talk about the business, production, and joy of planting seeds and helping them grow. Join us as we explore the culture of horticulture. Hello. Welcome. I have big news. Are you guys ready to hear it?
1: Yes, I'm ready.
0: All right. Huge, huge in my life. I just got a soda stream. So uh, life is now <laughs> changed forever.
2: Are you well carbonated? Is that what you're saying? You're very well. That's carbonated?
0: why. That's why when you ask if I'm going to bring the sparkle, it's yes, sparkling. because it's, when it's, it's just compliments like your
1: bubbly personality. It's,
0: it's, I'm so. You know what? I've been described that by multiple people. I'm just so bubbly.
1: Oh, I was but fit of the bubbles. Like, is, is it that, explaining like that
2: There's lots huh? of burping happening. Yeah, is that yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I
0: see. Yeah. But yeah, we actually have somebody very sparkly and bubbly and wonderful. And I would love to just continue (laughs) to describe you as sparkly, Sarah, because I feel like that's not a compliment used enough. But we're I thought we you were talking Sarah. about Josh
1: at first. Yeah, I same. About, I was like, this is, what a great Josh, episode. no,
0: but the Josh is shiny. It's different. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't
2: know that that's the same thing. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. <embarrassing. Shiny>. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, is I can confirm for
1: sure that we are joined by Sarah Gerking of, of the Organic Association of Kentucky today. Sarah, how are you? <laughs> Hello.
3: I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs>
1: <I'm pretty laughs> How's the weather where you are?
3: Hmm, Rainy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, same so, we,
1: we live like a, like a mile apart from each other. So <laughs> maybe. Maybe
2: half a mile. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe so half if, a mile. If
2: one of you guys yell real loud, are we gonna hear like a reverb in the background? Brett's gonna like walk out his door and give a big yell. <laughs> just and just, just someone walk outside and, and be, and you'll be like, see
1: the picture fall off behind Sarah.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> do the caca, just like Alexis ca-caw! said. Riotle. You're not gonna get any weird looks from the neighbors. It's gonna be fine. It's fine. That's how you mm-hmm. used to find
0: people in the store when you're looking for them, because you know you might know there might be thirty Josh's in the store, but if you go ka mm. he's gonna. Especially if it's a right Dollar lunch.
2: General, that's where we congregate. Like mm-hmm. we have our meetings. <laughs> I see.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of Dollar Generals now, so how do you guys pick which one is the one?
2: Alexis, you may know know this, but Reed and I, my 10-year-old son, I just say, where are you? And he's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he'll do that (laughs) in any store. He'll do that in any store. like 182.
1: I like that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We get this whole emo vibe going in any place we're at. It's awesome. You can tell everyone that has that, you know, has that background. Parenting hack for Sarah. Yeah. Sarah, I hope you're taking notes. That's very true.
3: (laughs) Tips. Yeah, so Sarah, I have Over to decide the decide what song to do.
1: Yeah, you gotta figure it out. Something from The King and I, maybe, if you want. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that I mean, came music, to music Sound
2: but, of music. I mean, that'll do me Yeah, I'm the Ray portion. Music. Yeah,
1: yeah. The uh, so Sarah, we we didn't invite you here just to talk about show tunes and Blink One Eighty Two musical
2: musical theater. We really musical did. theater,
1: but to also talk a little bit about hort, hort culture, hort culture and horticulture and agriculture and your role in it. And so you've taken a new role not not too terribly long ago. How's that been going at the Organic Association of Kentucky, AKA OAK? What have you been up to?
3: Yeah. Hi. It's been great. Uh, I manage a new program at OAK called the Organic Production Assistance Program. I'm the Organic Production Specialist it's a resource for farms in Oaks network and it's yeah. Oaks always gotten a lot of production related questions from farmers. Mm-hmm. So now we have the funding and official capacity to, to field those questions.
2: So kind and of so a thing yeah, yeah. That's what
1: I was going to say. Yeah. You're just spending time oh, yeah. on farms.
3: Yeah. 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 As part of my onboarding, I've been to like six or seven farms already
0: and, yeah, I'll be traveling around the state. That's exciting. It's much better than like sitting at a desk or something or being on Zoom all day. It's like getting out there, touching a- some soil, getting into it.
2: I'm so excited. I love getting <laughs> on farms. Yeah, that that's got to be awesome. And how long did you say you've been there in that capacity, Sarah? How long?
3: I started in mid October, so six, gotcha. six weeks ish. Yeah, okay. I was
2: thinking. Yeah, so six weeks, in, and you've already been on farms. That's awesome. Uh, so you cover the entire state. Is that correct? Just just That's you right, right yep. now. Gotcha. Awesome.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm in a team that also includes Kenya Abraham, who is managing organic transition for for folks who want to who want to do that, as well as a mentorship program. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's been a lot 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 of of new positions. Oh.
0: Sorry. I'm just, I just, every time I get to go to a farm, I get to pet a really cool dog. Of course, am flower
1: farmer is only worried
2: about what what
0: kind of
1: pet.
0: (laughs) Wow. Usually I'm the serious one on the podcast, but today I'm thinking
1: about puppies. Yeah, we'll put that to a vote among the the (laughs) listeners.
2: Come to a consensus on that.
1: Would you, uh, you all have had... Or have added or oak has added a pretty and is in the process of adding a decent amount of new new positions new initiatives and all that kind of stuff it's pretty exciting time to be there i'd imagine
3: very exciting yeah lots of really cool people and our capacity is increasing exponentially uh we're busy but uh, it's really fun to see what everybody's up
1: to that's awesome. Well, I, you and I first met um, because you you used to work over there in the uh, the Barnhart Building in the d- Department of Ag Economics. That that was your that was your first kind of role since you had come to Kentucky, right? Is that right?
3: Yep. Yeah. When I first moved here, I worked in the Agricultural Economics Department. I represented UK in the CSA Innovation Network. And uh, did outreach and networking around community supported agriculture or CSA in a food as medicine context, and uh, like CSA as a wellness strategy for universities and and employers. Just,
2: cool. Just curious that's interesting. Uh do you find that uh, there's a lot of employers that kind of are interested in that? I mean, obviously think that's an awesome long-term strategy as far as keeping people healthy through, you know, the food we eat and things like that, but are lots of folks interested in that? Or yeah. is it something you're trying to make them aware of?
3: Uh yeah, so now Katie Harvey at Oak is doing a lot of this kind of outreach around Kentucky and I, a lot of, I think that the popularity of CSA is growing. Um, so more people know what it is. So the, the concept of the like triple benefit of your employees are healthier, your healthcare costs decrease and farmers are benefiting is a pretty exciting one. It's a way to stand out as a, innovative employer and do some corporate social responsibility stuff. So lots of good benefits to it.
1: Might I add a fourth benefit, which is this, this butternut mac and cheese is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of my experiences as a CSA member. Yeah. It's really cool. Cause it's uh, if for those in, you know, listeners who aren't really familiar, uh, UK Oak, others, you know, played this role in getting this program off, off the ground where we, as UK employees are eligible to receive mm-hmm. a voucher toward a CSA subscription. Um, so, in other words, if I want to go, I was a CSA member back in back in the past. But then now that the voucher is available, it's a whole new world for me because mm-hmm. I get to save a little bit of money on that share and still get that that uh, local weekly share uh, of in my in of fresh fruits and vegetables from a from a cool farm in Kentucky. It's very it's very neat and it's a. Uh, Sarah mentioned that. And I think they've done a lot of work, Sarah and others have done a lot of work to advance that model of like, Hey, we, uh, give you a Fitbit or we do things to try to get you to move or to mm-hmm. maybe meditate or give you chair massages or something. Why don't we give you some tasty food with, uh, some carotenoids and other, uh, tasty antioxidants and stuff and, uh, and get that in your body and see how things go. Um, at the very least you're going to be eating good. Uh, I know that Sarah's a great cook uh, and uh, 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 highly values the food side of the, f- of the, the food production world, uh, like like many of us. <laughs> I just wanted to throw like that for to as well. the uh, <laughs> <laughs> know, not food. work of any of the uh, the materials, but uh, I'd be happy to give a testimonial no, about mac and cheese.
0: just want mac and cheese.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: you've almost grilled us, Brett, by saying mac and cheese. and <sighs> basically
1: went off the rails already <laughs> here. Well, yeah. bring us Killing back, me. So so before you came to Kentucky, you were in Michigan immediately before that, but you also had some other experience in farming. Can you take us through the, the nickel tour of your farming experience?
3: Sure. Yeah. Uh, I managed diversified vegetable farms for 13 seasons uh, in both commercial and educational farms. I started out at a commercial farm in West Michigan. Uh, I worked there and managed it It was was a farm manager for three years and then I moved to Seattle Washington where I managed the University of Washington farm it's run like handscale market garden in Seattle's urban campus it's Seattle or UW's urban campus in Seattle uh it's a really cool program brings a lot of undergraduate students through, has a CSA and sells to dining, and uh, then I came to I went to Michigan State University in 2017. They have a horticulture farm, much like UK does here at the South Farm, that has an organic unit uh, called the Student Organic Farm, and we did. Uh, New and beginning farmer training program, a certificate program for for sort of non undergraduate students, and then we also worked with undergraduate students in a variety of capacities and then we managed something called the Farmer Field School, where we collaborated with farmers around the state who were particularly good at one aspect of production and um, had them teach like a day long workshop so yeah. So education, and is then kind I came to Kentucky.
0: Base. Yeah,
1: but you were also doing now. Uh, you were also doing some. Some. Uh, you had your own place, right? In the midst of some of the, these adventures, you were tearing stuff out and and doing all kinds of reno's and fences and I don't I don't know. I'm just saying. That <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, you were doing that too.
3: Yeah, I uh, owned a small farm outside of Lansing, Michigan. Uh, we raised livestock, uh, so hogs and sheep and turkeys and chickens and bees. Nice. And it was really fun. And 2020 <laughs> was not a great year, but it was very fun <laughs> to be on a farm that year. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, yeah, what some I,
2: cool experiences? Uh, and you yeah. said, did, did I hear you right when Sarah, when you said uh, that you worked on both educational and production type farms? I mean, that it's got to be an, an interesting experience with the different objectives there that you were working under. I bet. I mean, that sounds really cool that you you've actually done both. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, super different experience. Yeah, but. The priorities are sort of different, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it might be faster for, for the student who already knows how to do the thing to do it, but probably yeah. I should get a different student to learn how to do that thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, efficiency probably takes on a different kind of a different role there in a learning farm, I bet.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I figured it's but it was mm-hmm. also
3: a good way to keep uh, our systems current and fresh and not be kind of stuck on a rut because we had to teach folks the most, you know, as good of a way to do things as we could.
2: Yeah. And all those experiences, I'm guessing, uh, I mean, you bring such a wide range of experiences to Kentucky and you're probably going to be able to, I know you're going to be able to use all of those on farms in Kentucky as you work in your new capacity. That's pretty awesome. Which in here now that you're with Oak in Kentucky, you're mainly working with not like educational producers, but producers, just field producers across the state. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, sort of what I do is going to entail referrals to extension professionals or all the great TA resources in Kentucky, like NRCS or Grow Appalachia or, you know, all sorts of great infrastructure here. Uh, but also, just helping folks with crop planning or scaling up their production um, if they have like weed pests and disease management issues. Oak has always gotten production related inquiries from farmers. So
2: um,
3: yeah. we'll be able to.
2: And probably from agents too. Like you said, probably, I mean, I would have questions. I I do have questions (laughs) uh, on organic production. So watch out now that I know that you're in that capacity. So I'm like, I'm not a producer, but I've got questions. So yeah. Great to know that. So just to. uh,
3: Oh, go ahead.
1: No, you go for it. Uh,
3: I was just going to say that when I was in the thick of farming, I often wished I had more time to like, fully wrap my head around the production challenges i was having but of course like you gotta turn on the irrigation or you gotta do the the thing um so my i feel lucky that now my job is to get my head around production challenges um and i have kind of the time and and support to do that
1: So, you know, I'm curious in a more in a more general sense. So we had we had an episode earlier in the earlier in the podcast uh, called Reasons to Grow Other Than Money. And it seems like in a, you know, a talented person such as yourself would have lots of different options for how to interact with the world professionally, personally, et cetera. And yet you keep coming back to this agriculture, food, farming focus. And I'm, I'm curious for you what what are your reasons why that you're that you are doing that? Do you think? Sure, just a minor question. Well, I like, <laughs> no question.
3: I like how concrete sort of the results of your work are in farming. Mm. Uh, I like how useful it is. You know, it's pretty important to produce food, mm. real food. I think it has a lot of implications for the environment and soil health and water quality. And so how how farming happens is really important. I really like the physicality of farming. I like using my body to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And I love to eat. So... (laughs) Producing food is
2: that's a great combination. You <laughs> like to grow fun. food, right. like to eat food, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's a match made in heaven. Awesome.
1: Well, so it, let's maybe dig a little bit deeper into the into the the work with Oak now. So Oak has been around for for a little while. Uh, we've been I, I've I've worked with them ever since I started this role in twenty uh, my role in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. I was aware of them before that. I think. You'll have a conference coming up. Maybe we could talk. I don't know if you're much involved with that or anything like that. But uh, we we did plug it already on one of our, our uh, podcast episodes. But uh, I'm just really uh, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are and ambitions are for for this position. What you think? You know what types of farms you mentioned? You've been on six or seven farms so far. What what kind of t- what types? How you know diverse, different those things have been. Just your your, your vision for where you think this might be going, um, or, or maybe you don't know. I still, am, I'm almost 10 years in and don't quite know where, where things are going, but, um, yeah, I'm just curious your your thoughts on that stuff.
3: Whoa, that was a big question, Brett.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Sorry. I want to know more about the Oak conference for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, The Oak Conference, I don't know how much you've already talked about it in the podcast, but it's going to be January 25 to 27. Coming up, it's at Kentucky State University at the Harold R. Benson Research and Demonstration Farm. Early bird registration. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: We're lucky to have them as partners. Uh, Early bird registration is open through December 15. It's uh, very accessible at that rate. Scholarships are also available um, thanks to our generous sponsors and program partners. (laughs) Woo-hoo! Yeah. I know it sold out last year, uh, and it probably will again, so reserve your tickets early. The agenda is available online. But, yeah, I'm really excited about those uh, half-day pre-conference workshops on Thursday. Those are sort of the like optional a la carte events, and I'm particularly excited about the one I'm moderating, Laura Legnick's five part series on developing a regenerative resilience plan for your farm. Uh, so the first part is going to take place during conference, and then the the other four will be throughout February uh, on Zoom. And then the main conference runs Friday and Saturday. Uh, we've got great keynote speakers and a really good lineup of of folks sharing their expertise. So it'll be fun. It's like, I, I don't know, if, I've never been to the Oak Conference before, but I feel like farm conferences are kind of like summer camp for farmers.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> like winter camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so I'm pretty excited to to have this opportunity to to connect with folks.
0: It's one of my favorite conferences, so... Like, see you there. I gotta
2: get right. (laughs) (laughs) We've had questions from local producers, it's always interesting to me. And I know that some of the producers we've uh, that will come through the door in the office. I work with them, and I know they're not organic producers, but they go to that conference and they say, Well, they just love to learn and they're always interested uh, in learning those principles and applying those on their farms, but they're not necessarily organic. And I think that's pretty cool. So you don't necessarily need to be an organic producer to have an awesome time and get great farming information from that, I suppose. So it's a little bit, a little bit of something for everyone, uh, sounds like.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, Oaks programs are, are, Really, pretty accessible and useful to to organic and conventional farmers as well as like, you know, open to members and non-members.
2: Yeah, good farm information is good farm information regardless. Yeah,
1: and part of pretty your cool. part of your work is with people who are who are interested in, in maybe transitioning to organic, right? I mean, the in the sense of of certified organic, everything had to become organic at some point and wasn't before. In that in in with regard to the standard itself. So you are, are most people that you're talking to so far, are they already certified or are they transitioning or are they interested in transitioning? What's, what's the breakdown on, on interest you've seen so far, the farms you've visited?
3: Oh man, I've, I think it's been like 50, 50 on, mm-hmm. on the farms that I've visited and talked with certified and not certified. Some of them are not looking to become certified and some of them are. So the whole range there are lots of reasons why you would or would not want or need certification and uh
2: we work with all sorts of folks
1: sure so do you i'm sure you oh, go ahead yeah go ahead right
2: I was just going to ask and I'm have you ever ran into the the situations where they may be interested in just like one portion of their farm or one enterprise on a farm being organic and then the rest not? I mean, I don't think I've ever ran into that, but I'm I'm sure it exists out there, but yeah. Um we get lots of questions from folks that that they realize that maybe, you know, hey, this crop would be a little bit easier for me to get into organic production to see if that's something that's going to work for me and my family. But they're still conventionally farming. It seems like a lot of people that i've I've talked with they, they seem to be in some sort of transition state of either considering organic or becoming organic, so it's interesting, pretty exciting times,
3: yeah, yeah. So I haven't interacted with anyone who's who's doing split production yeah, like that, okay but yeah i'm I'm excited to to learn and and help folks who are doing that.
2: So the programming is open to only members or members and non-members. And do you have to be transitioning or already certified to be a member? Like, is it all pretty open? What's the deal?
3: It's all pretty open. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can be an Oak member. Uh, and, but you don't need to be an Oak member to, to receive our services or participate in our programming. Um, there are like some great benefits of being an oak member. You get discounts to seed companies and suppliers. You um, get discounts to all of our programming. You support a great organization, uh, mm-hmm. but our program is open to to folks like in the whole spectrum from certified to conventional, uh, as well as members and non-members.
2: Cool. Do you guys get into other things like, um, I mean, like basic, like the business planning behind organic or like possible funding sources, grants or anything like that, or m- mostly on the production side, or, or do you cover it all? So
3: a lot of that is going to be referrals. So mm-hmm. I've uh, yeah. I'm developing at like a farmer generated uh, list of technical assistance and product sourcing recommendations. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited oh, to put really out useful.
2: there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a and state, that's like, like a state anything, national level. Like, does that yeah, go beyond yeah. the state level? Awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah.
3: Anything from like where to get salad bags to where to uh, get help. Yeah. Making a business plan. So that's, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would as, be cool. Started out as just like, I, I, I need to learn this stuff for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then became like, that ah, I think this might be useful. <laughs> so sheet reference
2: sheet. Yes, that would right. be very useful. Yeah. yeah. But K Card
0: has great
3: business yeah. planning.
2: Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of that. I know. Programming.
0: If you uh when you have flower resources, that's my, it's always my biggest issue is um, <laughs> not, not to make this about me, but I work with a lot of the flower growers around the state and a lot of them are doing organic, want to be organic, they're you know, doing organic practices, but they can't certify because they, like, there's just, there are, they probably could certify but it it would be very difficult, let me put it that way, because there's just not yet in that industry, um, people growing transplants organically. Mm. Uh, Pesky Uh Yeah, exactly. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> um, I just found a dahlia grower that does is an organic farm that does dahlias organically. But like chrysanthemums are a big one that you know you can't you can't get transplants of heirloom chrysanthemums organically, so it's. It's a it's a good market opportunity for someone to be doing that. But that's always when you find the when you're working on those, or if you need help working on those, let me know because I've got some growers who would really love that. Yeah, I'm gonna send you that list so
3: you can add flower resources. <laughs> <laughs>
0: please,
1: my father is Mr. Anthemum's Call Me Chris. Oh man.
2: You you oh, were just man. holding that. You were just <laughs> waiting for the right opportunity. He gets so excited, yeah.
0: he gets really close to his mic and he's like, please. Yeah. <laughs> When he <laughs> leans in,
2: he is going to drop. He's here something. for it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's here for it. Here he comes. Here he comes. Well, that's got to be exciting working directly with producers uh, here in Kentucky. I know I find that personally like really rewarding, and you're, you know, you have a certain focus area. And you've been in other states. And I'm sure, you know, you have had some really cool experiences in those other states. And I'm sure Kentucky's, as you work in Kentucky's, going to bring its own unique flavor with our zone six and seven and a few other little micro zones. With your weeks of already working in Kentucky, uh, has that varied from some of your experiences in other states? I mean, you've covered a lot of geography in the U.S. as far as your experiences yeah. go, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I mean, if we hit. If we had this conversation, I, I'm I'm getting a little bit lost in because we talked about some of these.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, we talked but, on the side about some of these. So uh, it's confusing. I'm like, is that an echo or have we already <laughs> said this? Yeah. And,
3: um, am I gonna repeat myself? Uh yeah. I think that what I am finding is that the world of like technical assistance and farming is in the US is smaller than you know. One might think, and people are always talking to each other across extension uh, circles and um, different networks of growers. I got some exposure to that working with the CSA Innovation Network, but also, you know, even just like reading growing for market, and being like, I know that grower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's uh, pretty fun
0: to to connect Kentucky to that sort of yeah. network of knowledge. What would you say is like kind of the most ex- the thing you're looking forward to? The most exciting thing, you know, is new jobs are always exciting, and Oak has got a lot of transition. You know, you've got a lot of hot new hires coming on board. Just came on board, more you know that have been posted. So if you're looking for a job and have some experience in that, uh, check out Oak's jobs. They look cool. I've been checking them out. Don't tell UK. Uh, I guess I just did. They look <laughs> yeah, great. You UK, pick up here. the pace a here.
3: Private conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I mean it just says how awesome that they sound But what are you mm. I guess kind of most Excited and like gets you up in the morning And just rev Revs your engine wow. Well I don't know there's like personally
3: I love getting on farms so I'm so Bumped to and like seeing The like smart ways that Farmers mm-hmm. do what they do And and sort of Being able to get like this good Idea and share it with this other person and. Uh-huh sort of do that knowledge sharing is just really fun. And like, I am so excited to learn more about farming than I probably had the time to when I was farming. Yeah. (laughs) But I also like the team at Oak is really just uh, stellar folks who are so excited and optimistic and uh i don't know it's a great community and it's a great community of staff but it's also a great community of advisors and board members and and farmers who are like in that i am new to kentucky so just like gosh getting to know people and connecting with Mm -hmm. folks personally is really exciting
0: they have a group that like seems to know everyone you know, like if you get in contact, like Ash. I feel like every time I talk to like Ashton Potter Wright or somebody Brooke, and they're always like, "Oh, you need to meet," and they know everybody. I mean, that's their job, right? To to do that. So you'll you'll be an expert here shortly on all of the all the peeps and the goings on <laughs> of the organic world <laughs> very quickly. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been really impressed with how just how quickly you've you've plugged in uh, to to all the different networks and and how many people know and, and, and think highly of you. That's been really, yeah, it's been awesome. I think also, as you t- were talking about your sp- experience earlier, I was like, was your, were your years moving at a different speed from mine? Cause it feels like you fit in about three times as much stuff as yeah. I managed to fit into my years over, the, over, over time. So. Yeah.
2: Well, so take do you,
1: do you, how, how do you have a sense of, of how, how you're going to know that you were successful or what you kind of want to, want to try to do in the next six months or year or so? Like what, how are you thinking about that?
3: That's a really good question. You should have sent this me this. This is not a job I interview, I no. promise. <laughs> right.
1: yeah, There's seriously.
0: no wrong answer.
2: Except did you just there is. ask her for her long, medium and short term goals? I believe you did. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. <laughs> if you were a vegetable in a refrigerator, what would you be?
3: Cabbage.
2: Nice. Cabbage. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That that was a really quick answer. We're gonna have to unpack <laughs> that a little bit. Yeah. Cabbage.
1: Cold it's squad. just the
2: best vegetable. Mm, I yes. I'd have. To, I mean, you Seconded, can do so it, much with cabbage. Isn't yes. so much. Yes. What? Yes. Is it Number coleslaw? One. Did someone yeah. say coleslaw? I, I, I love slaw. You know. Oh, I do. I love kraut sauerkraut, sauerkraut. Roasted, so, grilled grilled cabbage, roasted cabbage roll, cabbage mm. rolls
1: mm. see look like now a, we're i like that, that about it's forces. like a, it's a, vessel <laughs> a vessel for
0: flavoring vessel for flavoring <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: it's kind of like squash it's like you know winter squash it's just a it's a vehicle a carrier of cinnamon and yeah. you know butter yes, and all however that.
1: i think botanically <laughs> it desires to ferment and its its desire to ferment means that it so readily lends itself to all those tasty fermented things that exist in cultures mm-hmm. all over the world. That is its crowning I cabbage. achievement.
3: I love cabbage even after like unwrapping rotten leaves, like layers like, and layers, don't layers and layers of that center, like,
2: Beautiful, like, like off of
3: yeah. so many storage cabbages.
1: Yeah, <laughs> as a, like a roll of cheese, you know, you got to yeah. take the rind off. And then That's on right. the inside. distributing
3: them to our, our CSA and being like, you have no idea what that looks like. We just have a new marketing. Term,
2: <laughs> deconstructed <laughs> cabbage. Basically, you're taking the wrapper leaves off. It's deconstructed cabbage. Exactly. exactly. We have a yeah. new baby product cabbage. today. Baby it's cabbage. the center cut. It's the baby f- cabbage. The fillet
1: of the cabbage.
2: Yes, it's, it's the center
1: of the Tootsie Roll.
0: I like this. This is good to know. I feel like this tells, tells us a lot about you, Sarah.
2: Yeah, it
1: does. I'm I mean, you, you answered oh,
2: very man. quickly. You were like, cabbage. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh. about <laughs> like, yeah. this." I got
0: data to back this baby up. Like,
1: she was right. Yeah, yeah. She, well, she said, I mean, you could." she takes food seriously. So she's thought about this. And I think we've talked about our love for cabbage before. We've commiserated. We our- have.
2: We've talked about our love for yeah. all things food before. Swiss cake rolls to cabbage. We've covered a lot of ground on food and gravy, Josh. Mm-hmm. After, yes. I throw that in for you. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, speaking of food, I mean, uh, you guys, everything you've mentioned, Sarah, today, it's interesting that it's kind of an ecological approach or even a cultural approach to food. It's just not about producing the food. You mentioned you eat food and you enjoy growing food. You enjoy both. But uh, it sounds like uh, in your arena, it's especially working directly with producers, it's a little bit of everything. It's kind of I mean this is horticulture, the culture of horticulture uh, and that really is what it is and it sounds like with the personnel oak is adding and your your position in particular, you guys are addressing like multiple aspects of food production. So that, that that's really cool that, that that it seems like the organization is being fleshed out and expanded. So yeah, that's really cool stuff. The working so with Are you working, with, are you
1: working anyway. with livestock producers and crop producers? Yeah,
2: yeah. Great question.
3: I am yeah, yep. I'm available for Yeah, and yeah, to be clear, I'm not gonna know all the answers. I but <laughs> I am gonna know where to look for the answers and I'm mm. gonna Yeah. You're basically
0: like, an extension agent for Oak. Like that
2: you yeah. <laughs> just described. <laughs> right.
1: Right.
0: That's that's a compliment, I mean I think. so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> from Alexis, well, the notably vain extension agent. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> right, that's right. a
0: better descriptor than bubbly. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
3: I know that there's a ton of like great technical assistance support in Kentucky already. And part of my work is just to connect farmers mm-hmm. to those. So, extension and NRCS and K-Card and yeah. I'm excited to keep meeting folks and yeah, get to know the farmer support community a little bit better and collaborate and hopefully foster some synergy around uh, better equipping Kentucky farmers. Mm
2: -hmm. And we have producers listening. I'm, I'm sure, you know, we do podcasts for both homeowners and commercial producers, but if, is there like common, not what's another word for stumbling block, but is there a common like
1: Questions. obstacles Challenge. or yeah.
2: challenges for people to get into organic that you've ran into over the years. And in this job, particularly as you work directly with producers that they need to think about first, like the big puzzle pieces.
3: Yeah. So it, yeah, it depends on if you mean organic using organic practices or becoming certified well, organic. I actually. Think, certi- or
2: be- yeah. That's a great uh, differentiation. Certified organic. Let's say you're going to yeah, go through the I think complete that- process. Yeah.
3: I think that record keeping is a huge, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. like first step. And I, I'm working on developing some, like, really user-friendly templates for record keeping mm, that cool. folk can either be, like, printed and folks can fill it out or uh, using Google Forms so that people can have them, like, bookmarked on their phones. And, like, mm-hmm. anytime nice. they spray something or anytime they cool. uh, till or whatever, they can, like, record that using their little um, pocket computers yeah. right? right. <laughs> um, and that will help too if you have staff who are doing that stuff so they can keep track of all the records a little bit better yeah. Um, so yeah I, I would say record keeping might be a first thing because a lot of folks who are not certified organic are already not really using synthetic chemicals for mm-hmm. fertil- fertilization or, or pest control but um, they're not really doing the record keeping mm-hmm. cause yeah because
2: gotcha. they don't have to yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, record keeping be is so much fun. I don't know why people just don't. I mean, Excel spreadsheets uh, are awesome fun on the weekends. Sorry, mm-hmm. Josh. Yeah. Josh is over there getting excited when I'm in right. spreadsheets. spreadsheets. I mean keeping that excited. I don't know why everybody else isn't excited by spreadsheets. Yeah. But I hear that a lot from producers, you know, mm-hmm. when I, you know, uh, you know, look through some of the information of what's commonly needed for that. I'm proving out things or proving out fallow periods or so on and so forth, the history of specific fields. And it's always record keeping first. It's like, well, what mm-hmm. are your records for that? Do you know, you know, not only on your farm, but every you know, chemical or mulch or not mulch, uh, compost has been, <laughs> mm-hmm. farm. Mulch. sorry, that was on a f- former episode, but, uh, any compost just all the way down the chain, keeping good records and knowing where things are sourced from All of that's important, isn't it? As far as becoming mm-hmm. actually certified organic. Yeah. So
3: yeah, for sure.
2: That, that that answer really doesn't surprise me. That jives with what I hear from people uh, that uh, that approach us there at the local office and have questions. And it's like, "Would what, what records do you have on these fields?" Mm-hmm. And start with that. And and sometimes they they don't have those, uh, at, at least not in that capacity of keeping them in a certain way. So yeah, it's good for to people know. who are not seeking uh, certification mm-hmm. or not transitioning. Uh, have you noticed any kind of common questions as far as like for production that you're getting like it's kind of pest control or something like that that you're getting mostly about or as a common obstacle
3: oh yeah i think i i don't know yet but i think probably the common questions are going to be like different according to the different time of year right now my Mm -hmm. common questions are about crop planning (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah, yeah. so can you help me make a crop plan to scale up or uh that right, sort of thing, right. but yeah, in I like I made an intake form for folks who want organic production consultation, and almost all of them have clicked on, you know, insects, weeds, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> all the yes. common yeah. farming problems. So yeah,
2: aphids and mosquitoes. Welcome to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah, How we mildew.
1: Submit one that says why isn't it cold yet this fall, and then I submit another one a couple of weeks later that's why is it, why is so, it, cold why is it so cold <laughs> yeah, now. That was
3: you.
2: That
1: was me. Anonymous. Anonymous. But I'm I'm ready here now. Yeah, he's ready to come so, out. With so that. you mentioned the the intake form thing. If I'm a producer and I'm and I'm looking to to uh, connect and get some information and support from you, what's my what's my mechanism? How do I do that?
3: Yeah. So you got to oak. Dash KY.org. And then it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Under under programs, you can go to production consultation. And that page will say a little bit about what sorts of ways we can help. And um, there's a button that says request an organic production consultation. And that is where the form is. And That just asks for some basic information about your farm so we can kind of get to know what your goals are and what you've done so far. And uh, it gives us a really good picture of sort of how to what to look up ahead of giving you a call to to talk through your uh, requests and then just go from there.
1: And while you're there, you can you can find the link to register for the uh the Oak conference as well mm-hmm. on the same on the site, the Oak KY site. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, okay.
3: yeah. You can take- <laughs> I
2: was, I was following emails. along, yes. <laughs> yes, take- yeah, I bet you Josh was quiz. looking at the website, yeah.
0: You can take the Hort Biz Quiz, find out some some cool crops that might work for you, and then you can uh, take that those ideas and or you know the other way around. But you know, in this case scenario, we just did an episode on the Hort Biz Quiz, so you're gonna take the Hort Biz Quiz, uh, and then you're gonna take some of that. You're gonna go learn how to grow it organically, and marketing information. And Sarah's gonna point you in all the right directions to who to contact and how to get you and in the right spot and in the right place and thinking all the right thoughts. And, uh, we're, we're really lucky to have, I, in my opinion, um, I think all of us would agree to have an organization like Oak, who's so invested in just helping growers just grow better and, you know, supplying food, uh, and really, you know, believes in, you know, doing better for the environment and whatever way that fits you. So if you don't want to certify, that's okay. You know, they're still there to help you because they believe in the practices. And um, I just, there's, you all, you said you had a wonderful team and my experience with them have always been phenomenal. So uh, I'm excited to see all the, all the awesome people that I'm sure are going to come on board here soon as well.
1: So I have one final question. So this episode will come out just before the uh, peak of the, Holiday season, do you have as a as an admitted admitted on this podcast lover of food,
0: cabbage, gotcha. particularly. cabbage lover,
1: cabbage? cabbage. <laughs> particularly. Do you have a particular holiday food that you're most looking forward to, or that you most associate with the holidays? It doesn't have to be could be basic or complicated. Can't be cabbage soup.
3: <laughs> I grew up in Brazil. And at Christmas my aunt would always cut up fruit which you know would be like more tropical fruits
1: mm.
3: in like very decorative ways <laughs> and made yeah. she would make this fruit table that was like it it was I mean I can't even imagine how much money and fruit that would be here in the US but it was like enormous table full of fresh cut fruit and as a child that was just like my favorite part of like I would just like stuff myself with the sweet stuff. <laughs>
0: Sarah, you're so cool. That is the coolest
3: thing I've ever heard.
2: Table so, of but fruit. Like,
3: but I'm pretty sure if I made a table of fruit here, it would cost like $400. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Or yeah. more.
2: Or more. Yeah. 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 No way. Yeah, that so does sound amazing. Can't
3: buy a box of oranges for $10. <laughs> yeah. The fact or that they biased. were
2: decorated, that's super impressive. I mean, cut up, yeah. well, cut up in unique ways and just like presented really cool.
3: Yeah, just like like a papaya cut instead of like just in half, it would be like yeah. zigzaggy cut.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just
3: like wild. That's is that odd. sort of a is that
2: sort of a kind of a cultural thing there where you grew up? Is that unique or just unique to your family? or was that sort of a thing? Or
3: I don't know. That's the only place I ever did Christmas there.
2: So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, didn't, I feel didn't... like it
3: was probably just my aunt. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Aunt's just extra. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, awesome, man.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can you can get on Oak's website, the show that'll be in the show notes below. Uh, otherwise, Alexis, you want to take us home?
0: Yeah, so uh, if you love this podcast because Sarah is amazing and is, you know, grew up in Brazil and that's like the dopest thing I've heard all day. You can leave a review saying <laughs> dopest thing I've heard all day. i Cabbage Thanks too. For that. <laughs> also, cabbage lover is dope. So just use that word somewhere and we'll know, we'll know what it's from. So we, we love that. It helps other people find us. Uh, you can also shoot us an email if you've got questions. If you're like, uh, I clicked the link, but I got lost. Can you help me? I want to contact Sarah because she sounds so awesome. Uh, you can shoot us an email at Podcast at l.uky.edu. Uh, or if you are uh, young and fun, either act, you know in real life or imaginative, that's fine. You can find us on Instagram at Hort Culture Podcast. You can shoot us a direct message over there and we will see that and answer as quickly as possible uh, to help you guys out. And you can see if you want videos, more videos of cool stuff, you know, let us know, let us know what you like. Let us know what's fun. Let us know what's hip. What are the cool kids doing? otherwise you're just gonna get what we think is cool yeah and what Alexis and- is
1: saying is right right now is the strongest evidence that we need input <laughs> on what is cool yes Definitely and, and whatever else. <laughs> some, you
0: just no, I've, <laughs> aged, I've aged myself so much in the past, like two seconds. Uh, but what's
1: cool? What's popping? What's bustin'. Listen,
0: there's a Mean Girl reference in there for those of you who got it. I appreciate you, and yes, that does mm. show my age. But anyway,
1: historical the historical film Mean Girls. Thank you. <laughs> They're making a new one. Biography. Thank you
0: all for joining us today. We so much appreciate it, Sarah. Thank you so much for all you do for Kentucky, and we're we're excited to see all the awesome stuff that you will do in the future. Uh, We hope that as we grow this podcast, you will grow with us and that you will join us next time. Have a great one.